Well, hello and welcome back to Wittenberg Radio. It's Wednesday, January the 6th of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. And you can listen to Wittenberg Radio every Wednesday coming out sometime in the morning, right? That's when it usually comes 10 out. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. There you go. Wednesday mornings, it pops right into your iTunes. So do subscribe to us on iTunes as or the podcatcher of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at Wittenberg Radio and on Facebook as well. Our page is Wittenberg Radio. Our website is wittenbergradio.com for past episodes as well. And... To email us your comments, questions, concerns, any of the above, or just to say, hey, you can send us an email at WinbergRadio at gmail.com. How was Christmas, Dan? It's good. It was long. I had like a full month of off school because I lucked out in the exam department. Ooh, how many did you have? Just just the one. Just the, the one. last day of classes. Wow. Hammered it out. That is and then I was just unreal. Free, free as a bird. Now I'm back. Last four months of school. Oh, man. Last first day of school ever today uh let's do it to it let's do it let us do it to it indeed and man do we ever have a do it to it interview for you today clarissa kelly is the program coordinator and we'll be chatting with her in just a little bit and also we've got your fix on this week's events and we will talk a little bit more about what's coming up as the year goes on as this last semester goes on i should say so The majority of returning students this year might have noticed that the former bookstore was no longer empty at the start of this year. We also had some new faces here on campus. Maybe if you were in Concord Hall, you might have seen them there. This is the product of the Peguis First Nation post-secondary transition program, which is entering the second semester of its inaugural year here on campus. It's a 10-month program put on by the Peguis First Nations School Board. 19 students have been on campus here this year, and at the end of this, program they move on to full-time post-secondary studies or maybe they find jobs clarissa kelly is the program coordinator on this project and she joins us now in studio first of all thank you for joining us thank you for having me uh what what does the title of program coordinator all entail for uh this this program well i'm responsible for the day-to-day stuff in the program i'm responsible for making sure they're coming to class organizing (laughs) the instructors booking space pretty much everything that needs to happen to make our program run it's under my responsibility okay. but i do have a great team of people that help me out and uh, a lot of great people here at cmu who help me run the program as well hmm uh so okay flashback first day of class uh what is that like what was that like for you as you're looking out over these uh, new students on this on this new space well the interesting thing is that the students actually started before me so I wasn't even in place when the students arrived. Oh. They arrived on August 4th this mm-hmm. year, and they began life skills with Ruth Murdoch. And then I started my job on December, no, sorry, I started on August 10th. So I had to come in and start right off the hop, running <laughs> running full speed. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. So that, those first couple of days were a little... A little, little bit crazy, yeah. And they hectic. did life skills for August and then um, September. We did. Um, I did orientation with them at the first week. Okay. And then I incorporated the CMU orientation activities as well. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Um, what expectations did you have personally going into this program? Well, um, I was expecting to get to know more about my community because hmm. uh, I never lived back in Peguis. I never grew up on, on my uh, home community. I lived in the city, so... Uh, 
I was looking forward to seeing what their experience was like moving from the city to come to post-secondary. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it is, it is, um, I am connecting with more people back home and I'm getting to know the students better and also learning, uh, about the issues that they're coming with into the city, coming from First Nations schools. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, what is, uh, for the majority of these, there are 19, I, uh, 19 students. Yeah, we have on. 19 students. What is, um, what is their educational experience, what's the ex educational experience like, um, on Pegwis First Nation? Well, Pegwis First Nation, we do have a high school there. Um, it's a beautiful school, and they do have library and hmm. computer lab, and there are a lot of resources and uh, initiatives that are taking place within the school. But the thing is, with uh, education in, in First Nations communities, uh, we're not funded the same as students in provincial schools. There's a f funding gap, so a lot of our students are not getting the same resources they would if they were attending school in the city. And as a result, some of our students are um, behind grade levels when they graduate grade 12. Hmm. Yeah. Um, is, and what it, so this program comes about uh, to sort of uh, to aid that and ca maybe catch yes, them up for, exactly. for a exactly. So the program is designed to help them transition from the community into the urban center with the purpose of attending post-secondary education. Um, in order to do that, we need to help them discover their identity as First Nations, hmm. um, help them build relationships among the group, you know, build that strong um, friendship in that cohort. Because hmm. uh, I find that in uh, university settings, when you have a cohort, you have more success rate mm -hmm. for completion. So that's the purpose of having a cohort. Sure. Part of them, part of the process is for having them transition into the urban setting, okay. preparing them for post-secondary, but we also do uh, work on healing we do academic assessment to see exactly where they're at because even if they have their grade 12, it might not reflect their actual skills, right? Mm. We did assessments from uh, CMU registrar based on transcripts. Okay. We also did the CAT test. Um, based on those results, we've identified some students who might need to do upgrading or who will need to do upgrading for grades. 12 hmm. math and English. You talked a little bit about uh, education on uh, on identity. Um, what 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 sort of um, educational tools have you used to educate uh, the students in this program on uh, on on identity and about? Um, Excellent, good yeah. question. So um, the cultural component is uh, a large part of our programming. So we bring in elders and guest speakers. We've also uh, attended a sweat together at the beginning of the mm. year in September, and some of the students receive their spirit name and their colors, their clan, and that um, learning about your spirit name and where, um, what clan you belong to and those colors, those are guides mm. for how to live your life. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but your spirit name is given to you at a specific time in your life. And then it's up to you to find out what that meaning is. Hmm. Those colors also have um, meaning and significance too. So um, we learn about those through ceremony and the teachings. Really cool. Um, this program, I also read that this program, uh, quote, draws on the medicine wheel yes. also. Uh, can you describe what that is for those who maybe don't know what the medicine wheel is? Well, our program is designed on the medicine wheel because it's a holistic view of life right we mm. were um if you look at the medicine wheel it's divided into four parts one part is uh specific for mental physical social and spiritual 
And in the center of that medicine wheel is another circle and that represents ourself. So we need to make sure we keep balance in all of those different areas of our life. Too often in university, we focus all on mental, 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 right? We're not balanced in spirituality or we're not balancing our, our um, physical needs or our social needs. So mm. we want to make sure our students are balanced in each of those areas. So for example, under mental well-being, that includes their educational goals, their training and employment goals, and any mental health needs that they might have. For physical goals, that includes where, where they're going to live when they leave the program, transportation, housing, also physical health. And then for social goals, um, we identify their comfort level in the program, potential mentorships that they might want, hmm. volunteerism opportunities, and ideas on how that they can engage in the greater community. And then for spiritual, as you know, we have our cultural component of our program, but CMU also has the faith-based activities that our students can take part in. So they're, hmm. they're well aware of both. So they, if they come from a traditional family, they have the cultural components to help them. And if they come from a Christian family, then they can access Christian services here through CMU. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So there are students that come out of both traditions that are in this, uh, that are in this program. Oh, yeah. Peguis is a very diverse community in terms of uh, spirituality and religion. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, What's one? Uh, what's well, we talked a little bit about um, the example of the of the cohort. Does this come out of that uh, that social aspect also on that on that medicine wheel? Yeah, definitely. So the cohort model definitely fits that uh, teaching of uh, social well being. Oh, neat. And we mentioned it a little bit that uh, just now that uh, the, the students with maybe a more Christian background can interact with uh, with the greater CMU population in terms mm. of faith aspects. Uh, what other sorts of um, interaction and uh, and uh, co-involvement have you seen between uh, this post-secondary transition group and the greater CMU population? Um, well, we had we had we were invited to attend the PIT conference. Some of the students did mm. attend and uh, we, we did prepare some traditional songs to share at the closing ceremonies of PIT. Um, unfortunately, the students were not very comfortable sharing at that time. Okay. So it was program staff who did the sharing of the songs. But um, we're always invited to come to chapels and forums, and I'm going to be leading a forum in a couple of weeks, too, on January 18th. Okay, what, what's the forum on? Um, it'll be, again, uh, to highlight the program. Just to talk about the program. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. There you go. You've heard it here first. January 18th. Head on down to forum, 1130 on a Monday morning. Really awesome space. Um, and are there any more plans for uh, further integration with the with the two uh, student bodies as 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 the semester goes on? Uh, well, we had um, identified a list of courses that from the CMU calendar that students can take part in if they wanted to challenge themselves and uh, take an extra course. So, we have a student who has registered for an additional course through CMU. We're also going to try to integrate some students into another uh, peace building workshop mm. coming up in March. It's yes. a weekend work uh it's a weekend course and it's only like three four days so um wesley the registrar is working with me to um potentially save a few spaces in that course for our students so that they can get the experience of working with other students in a university classroom awesome um what other what other uh uh as the program progresses like what are things that we're, we can look forward to this semester or that you're looking forward to this semester uh, in the in the program that might not have happened last semester. Are there any plans for? Mm, right now, we're just gearing up to begin our upgrading because, as I mentioned, there are a few students who need to redo their grade twelve mm -hmm. math and English to bring up their marks so that they meet those entrance requirements. So we're going to be focusing on that. It's going to be 
we're kind of heavy right now into the academics right now. We did the first part of the semester was easing them gently into that experience. So their first course, the the workload wasn't as uh, difficult. It was quite easy for them, and they said it was too easy. And then the next course, it, it progressively gets a little bit more difficult with each course. Okay. So right now they're in academic writing, and uh, we're going to be doing lit circles Ooh. so that I can help them stay on track with their reading. Um, we're also going to be doing Toastmasters again. We're resuming Toastmasters. Okay. We're going to be doing some self-care days with another CMU staff member, Sherry Funk. So she's going to do some self-care with our students as well. Um, we're going to be going back to Pegwis um, on January 19th to present a PowerPoint to the grade 12 students to try to recruit them and highlight the program and let them know what they need to do to prepare for next year for those who are interested in coming. So we're kind of um, in the midpoint of our program where we're trying to make sure everybody's uh, plans are in place, their individual transition plans, because each student has their own plan, what they're going to do after they leave here. Hmm. So there are a handful who are going to go to U of M. Some are going to go to Red River, and there are a few who might take one-year courses, like 10-month certificate programs. And there, are, But the majority are going to be going into university. Right on. You actually transitioned really well into my next question, which was uh, how much interaction these students have um, with the Peguis First Nation as they are students here. Yeah, very good. So we do, um, at the beginning, we, we were giving them trips home about every two weeks. And then they went home, of course, for Christmas break. But um, at the end of each course, they, they do have transportation provided to them to go home on the weekends. Um, they can go home on the weekends if they want. But um, I also work with, um, well, not work with, but... Um, some of the parents are involved in their in their children's uh, education, so I'm working with some of the parents to help keep them in the program, encourage them more. Because if we have parents and staff working together, then the students will have that much more support in their life. Hmm. But um, yeah, we're doing. We did presentations at Career Day, and this will be our second time going to Career Day. And I'm hoping actually the board actually wants me to work with the um, teachers there to give them ideas on how to better prepare their students in grade 11 and 12 for post-secondary. Neat. So it's giving us some good uh, good feedback and good evaluation results in terms of how they can better serve the students back home in the community before they even finish grade 12. So that's good stuff too. Awesome. Um, the students live in Concord Hall. Uh, what has their experience been like uh, living here on campus? They love it. Yeah? Yeah. For, <laughs> like, for all of them, um, I'd say... 98% of them, this is their first time leaving the community hmm. and living on their own, right? So it's it's quite a bit, ex it's a fun experience for them. I, I think they would better be able to answer that than I could. Yeah. But the feedback I've heard from them is they love it and they enjoy it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, CMU is, is an institution, it strives a lot on uh, trying to be a place that's really mindful of its relationship um, with First Nations people. Like, they all, like, we always have to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 1 land here. Um, and, like, we always try, I think there's a really active effort to ensure, like, dial, active dialogue on First Nations issues. I can think of a face-to-face -face conversation we had about uh, the future of the Cap Young Barracks. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say that the institution maybe is doing well at this regard, or maybe could be improving as we continue to discuss uh, issues surrounding um, Aboriginal culture, Aboriginal life? Well, I think other post-secondary institutions need to look at CMU as a model for how to 
move forward with the term reconciliation. Um, it's very, um, I don't know how to describe it, but I think it's a very important thing to make note that our program is taking place in a Mennonite university, you know. In the past, our relationship with the churches were not very positive. The, you know, as you know, the history of residential schools, the church was a sign or a symbol of destruction of our culture. And now for us to be having our program being hosted here in this institution is a great thing. That's a step towards reconciliation because we had our smudge in the chapel. We sang our drums. We smudge in the classroom. You know, we're, we're allowed to practice our culture in this space. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think more universities and more institutions need to start doing that. You know, there are programs like access programs and things like that. But this is a little different because these students are transitioning. They're in that in-between before they, they don't know what they're going to do in post-secondary. But students coming from the community, they need extra supports. And the thing is, um, PEGWIS has done um, transition programs before on reserve. And they were like shorter in length for three weeks. And they weren't as successful, you know because the students need to be in the city, immersed in city life, living on campus, in order to get that full experience. Hmm. Well, that's, that's really refreshing to hear. Is there one experience in particular, like if your first semester here, um, that might uh, underscore this, this relationship between CMU and, the, the, and this transition group that has stood out to you? Mm. Let me think. Well, I think it's just great when I have... Um, I had a visitor in December, which was Chief Derek Nipanak. He came to speak to my students, and um, we had a sharing circle with him. And I invited some of the CMU staff, and I was overwhelmed with the response I got. So I had our program staff from the Pegasus School Board attend, and I had quite a handful of CMU staff attend. And to have all of us in the sharing circle with the the Grand Chief of Manitoba, wow, <laughs> Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs, that was a very beautiful moment. And um, I learned things from Chief Nipanak that I never knew before. And I connected to his story, and so did Cheryl. You know, so all of us coming together in that sacred space, a sharing circle is a sacred space for our people. And uh, it's nice to have uh, all of us together in the same circle. That is, that's, that's amazing to hear. There's been a lot of talk uh, recently, especially at a place like U of W, about having mandatory First Nations uh, education in post-secondary post institutions. Um, what would you recommend to maybe universities that are looking to maybe like make it mandatory to have an Indigenous uh, component to an undergraduate degree? Well, I think the ball's already rolling. Mm -hmm. um, it's happening now. University of Winnipeg, obviously, is the front runner in that race. <laughs> but CMU is not very far behind. I actually work with Wesley Taves mm -hmm. um, to do our course accreditation process, and we have thrown that idea out there back and forth. You know, there is an opportunity for CMU to adopt one of our developed courses and have it offered to their student body, you know? Mm. So I don't know. It, it, it is possible, and CMU might have a course available next year. You never mm. know. But it is happening, and the conversations are taking place here at CMU anyways. I don't know how it's going at uh, U of M or other institutions, but um, it's starting. The ball is rolling. That We're is, moving towards reconciliation. We're doing it right here. We are right now. That right is right that now. is so refreshing to hear, yeah. Clarissa. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. That was Clarissa Kelly, the program coordinator.
of the Peguis First Nation post-secondary transition group that is here on campus. You can, again, hear her speak January 18th, Monday morning, 11.30 a.m. in Forum to hear more about this program. Awesome. That Clarissa, that was an amazing interview. I, that was great. I, yeah. had, I had a lot of fun with that one. And yeah, that was, it's, it's really refreshing to hear that we, that we're doing, that we're doing good here on campus, at least to a, to the degree that we're like, we're like relating well with these, with these students. Yes. It's good. It's good to know that the efforts being made are uh, doing something yes. instead of nothing. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Here is what is coming up on campus next week. Blood donor clinic happening next week, Wednesday. That happens here in the chapel. And so you should probably check that out. You can Continue book a, to get. It's, oh, thank you. <laughs> I got a shill for the blood people. I don't, know if, um, I don't even know if that's still their slogan. Blood. I think it is. Blood.ca, one triple eight to donate to book your appointment for that. Sometimes they accept walk-ons, but don't count on it. Make sure to hydrate beforehand. It's usually pretty full. Yes, do that as well. As well, sports is picking up again. You can check out the schedule, athletics.cmu.ca, or else you can um, follow them on Twitter or on Instagram. I got Instagram over the holidays. I saw that. I'm a little. I saw that. I'm a little shocked. Now I have to admit, I did not realize that you did not have it already. Oh, really? And so then I saw because <laughs> that your friend, your Facebook friend, Nolan Kaler. Just joined Instagram, and I said to myself, did he not do that a while ago? But it turns out... Well, see, I joined the rat race, and I got myself an iPhone over the holidays. Oh. Um, my old phone did not, in fact, support Instagram, so... You're thinking differently so now. I, yes, I really am. Uh, Facebook is a brave new world, and it has trapped me with a Ludwig filter, so... A Ludwig filter? Yeah. Like the filter. The, the, oh, you the, said Facebook. You meant Instagram. I'm sorry. <laughs> Instagram has trapped me with a Ludwig filter. I really like that one. That's that's good. <laughs> that's a very blue one, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's exactly what it is. Um. Anyway, where, where was I? Athletics. That's where I was going with that. Uh, men's and women's basketball are in action on Friday. You could check out action for that. Also, the volleyball teams are returning to action on the. 12th but they are back here at home against university de saint boniface at yeah thank you oh, that, that's that's a good french accent don't you know it's good they're you back can think that all you want thank you i will uh eighth ninth they are back here next week saturday to take on uh les rouges um men's and women's volleyball teams basketball is back here in this gym on it is loading Wait for it. Wait for it. The big suspense. When are they back this here? This week Yeah, on yeah it's, it's on Friday. Um, yeah, 8 o'clock. They're taking on uh, Les Rouges as well. So you can stay tuned for that. Daniel, <laughs> my, French is, my French accent is immaculate. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but be sure to tune in next week also for next week's episode. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I won't reveal who it is yet, but it's going to be awesome. Awesome. So, without further ado, do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook um, for the latest updates as well. WittenbergRadio.com is a place to find past episodes. Email us, WittenbergRadio at gmail.com. And am I missing anything? No, I think that's about it. Follow me on Instagram. Follow oh, Nolan on Instagram. Nolan underscore Kaler. That is a shameless plug. I cannot believe I did that. Okay, until next week, my name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. And we'll see you then. See ya.
Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.